Hey, dear listener, do you enjoy listening to us ramble incoherently about Canadian politics and history? Boy, do we have a special fucking treat for you. We've got our first ever official live show at a bar. It's at Two Crows Brewing on uh, Brunswick Street in Halifax on Sunday, May the 26th at 8 p.m. And uh, if you go to CanadianPoliticsIsBoring.com, if you look at the banner at the top, it will take you to the tickets so that you can uh, book a ticket and come and spend some quality time. It is going to be a very intimate affair. There are like only about 50 tickets available. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to drink a lot. We're going to quiz. Reese is going to quiz me at the end, but he's also going to quiz the audience and see if they know more than I do. And any alcohol you buy, Reese and I, we promise to drink it no matter how much it is. If you want to hold our hair while we barf in the plants outside of the bar, we'll do that for you. So go to CanadianPoliticsIsBoring.com, click the banner at the top, and on Sunday, May the 26th at Two Crows Brewing on Brunswick Street, we will see you there. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Want to teach your kids financial literacy, but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence. As a parent, you can send instant money transfers, set up chores, automate allowance, and more. It's a convenient way to run your household, customized to your family's needs, and the easy way to raise financially smart kids. Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com slash ACAST. Oh, we've been to Tim Hortons. We've got Tim Hortons. I've got a, I've got a double double because that's what Canadians drink. What have you got, Canadian? Um, just a black coffee with a, with a sweetener. I'm trying to do. Jesse's doing keto, as I'm he says. Fasting and keto. It's working really well. I was going to say you do you do look malnourished. So well done. It's <laughs> not. That's no. It's <laughs> congratulations on the malnourishment. <clears throat> oh, that's pretty good. Uh, I'm so fucking tired. Oh my god. Jesse, Jesse, ah. I don't know if, if you've uh, got an idea of the pattern emerging here, Jesse is always tired. I'm always tired. Yeah. I don't sleep well. Oh, I'm going to sleep well tonight, though. Do you know what we should do to sleep better? What? Just get really drunk. That is fun. It's a healthy advice. Yep. Thank you, Reese. This is, you should start your own health show. <laughs> Alcohol, of- the cure of every illness. <laughs> How's that science show that you're narrating? Good. You can't talk about it, can you? I can. You yeah. can? Yeah. Oh, tell me about it. Tell me about uh, it. The first episode is about uh, energy poverty and about how uh, science can... About what? What is it? Energy poverty. Energy poverty? Yeah. So people who can't afford to heat their homes. Oh. Okay, I wasn't... Okay. What do you think it was going to be? It's a science I, 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 show. I thought it was like a scientific thing. I'm it like, is about science. It's like got the guy talking from Tesla about battery technology. Like energy poverty, I thought was kind of kind of be about like negative mass or like negative energy or something like that. No, nope. like like a reduction in energetic sort of flow. It's a good maybe. point. Be wrong. Okay. So. <laughs> 
I got, I got a question for you. Have you ever seen the TV show The Americans? Are we just talking about like the the time when Trump was on the news every day? Because that would that's well, that's my parents' favorite it, show. The, the TV show The Americans. Your parents love Trump. No, they just love the show, which is America. They they can't stand Trump, but they think it's oh. the most entertaining show. They realize on. that America is actually a country, not is it televised entertainment. Really. Is it? Because it's think the it best is. television out there. Um, is, well, the shit that comes out of that st- that that place is amazing. Like, <laughs> come on. Like a writer's room couldn't come up with this stuff. Let's American listeners, I'm sorry for Jesse. 7% of our listeners are from America. Our audience drops 7%. Know, they, know, I, they know damn well Amer- how crazy their American country listeners, is. listeners, send us an email, CanadianPoliticsIsBoring at uh, gmail.com, and I will uh, I will punch Jesse's aura. No! Oh, my aura? Okay, right in the right. aura. Yeah, yeah, that'd be all right. <laughs> no, I have a lot of American. I don't have a lot of Americans. I have a small handful of american friends and they know they know how crazy their country is they're, they're not under any delusions <laughs> i think it's a regional thing like every region in the states is <laughs> no, i think there are regions that have issues and regions that are less issued <laughs> but i'm from the uk like maine Maine's if, okay. if, you want to, if you want to visit a crazy country go, go to the uk <clears throat> okay <laughs> craziest thing i've ever seen in the uk i'm trying to think now um can't boris the, johnson can't beat the states I can't boris johnson yeah he, i mean he's a muppet sure but like mm. like the, you can't beat florida man <laughs> <laughs> you're aware of florida man right i'm aware of florida yeah. man the legendary florida man um this episode i ask you the question have you seen the tv show the americans i have not no it's a. Uh, Oh, this coffee is starting to hit me. That's great. There we go. Um, so, so it's a it's a drama about um, two sleeper agents. Actually, no, they're active, actually active agents. So they they what's, what's the difference? It's set in the eighties. Is an American upper middle is this class. Is a true story? Well, the TV show isn't, but it's based on a true story. So um, they they essentially spies, but they live the existence of a normal upper middle class American family. Um, but, so they kind of like they, they watch sports and do all the family stuff um, and they have kids. And, and as far as everyone knows, they run a travel agents, but actually they're, they're spies for Russia during, during um, the Cold War. And, and, and that was based, that's a TV show, but it's actually based on a real thing. So That happened in Canada. Uh, yes, Canada and America. So it, it was a thing called the Illegals Program. Have you heard of the Illegals Program? No. The illegals program was essentially um, a, uh, individuals and families who were posing as um, perfectly normal citizens and families with a background, uh, uh, as if they were they'd always lived there and been fully American the whole time they were there, um, were born there, raised there. They'd assumed identities of people who died um, and lived there and lived a life there and then they were actively uh, called to spy but no one would suspect them as a foreign agent they were seen as being of that country this is the story of uh, two brothers whose parents were in the illegals program all right tim and alex foley alex foley tim and alex foley alex foley yes that's their name is Tim and Alex Foley. Am I getting that right? Am I? Am I? You're thinking of Axel Foley. That's what I'm thinking of. Thank do, you. No. What was the name of that film? I can't think of. Eddie do, Murphy. Do, 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 do. 
Did you know that film was supposed to be serious and they cast Eddie Murphy in the role and he made it what it was? Oh, wow. I didn't Just know with that sheer at all. force of personality. Beverly Hills Cop. Beverly Hills Cop. He made it, uh, I mean, it was pretty, like, you know, lots of people died, but it was, he made it more of a comedy. I had no idea. That's really funny. Yeah. Tim and his brother Alex were, uh, this, this was the 27th of June, 2010. So Tim was turning 20. That's and him and his, twister. his parents took him and his brother, Alex, out for lunch to an Indian restaurant not far from their home in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Okay. Um, both brothers had been born in Canada, but they, the family had moved to the United States. And his, their father, Donald Heathfield, had studied in Paris and Harvard and was had a senior role in a consultancy firm in Boston. Okay. So normal American family. Right. Norm, or were they? They've already established that they weren't. Um, their mother, Tracy, had spent uh, most of her years kind of focused on raising the kids. And then she took a job as a, she was a realtor. Um, and they seemed like an ordinary American family, but with Canadian roots. And they liked to travel a lot. So Alex was only 16. After the, the lunch, they returned home. And Ax, um, Alex, I was going to call him Axel. Do it. So Alex, Do it. Alex had just come back from a student exchange program in Singapore. And they opened a, a, a bottle of champagne because Tim was turning 20. So perfect, lovely, lovely family setup. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they, they were tired. Um, because they'd had a bit of a party the night before as well, so they went upstairs. He went up, so Tim went upstairs to message his friends um, to let him know he was tired. He was trying to make plans for the night, couldn't decide whether to go or not. And then there was a knock at the door, and, and Tim's mother called up. Hold on, hold on. I'm just thinking like there was a knock. Then, then there was a knock at the door. Right now, you got to slow it down, Reese. You got like hold on. He's going upstairs to message his friends to find out what to do for that night, and and then. There was a knock at the door. There was a knock at the door. See that? Everyone stopped what they were doing. The dog stopped barking. The fireplace went cold and quiet. The lights flickered out. And the door knocked one more time. (laughs) Um, Alex put his pants on very, very quickly. (laughs) Ran downstairs. A team of armed black-clad men holding a battering ram. They streamed into the house screaming, FBI! Another team entered from the back. The men dashed upstairs, shouting everyone had to put their hands in the air. And Tim heard the knock and the shouting. He thought that, he thought that it was the police um, and they were... They were going to get him for right, this. Is, this is way better than I, what I was expecting. I <laughs> so, so Tim thought because they, his parents had let him have champagne and he was twenty, they were bro- they were breaking the door down because they were drinking underage. It's not drinking underage. He's twenty. Oh, this is in the states. Yeah, we got oh, twenty. Right. Yeah. 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 That's um, hilarious. Can you imagine? And, Can you and also, imagine? And get, also get the task force together. There's someone drinking at 20 years old. Like, to celebrate. With to their celebrate. family. <laughs> but also, he did a party the night before as well, so he thought he might need to do that. Um, and. Uh, but he realized that the FBI were there for something completely different. So their parents were put in handcuffs and driven. They were all driven away in separate black cars. This uh, so is very exciting. Tim and Alex uh, were left in the house with some agents, and they did a 24-hour forensic search of the home and put them in a hotel room. Um, and they, their parents, had, they, all they told them was that their parents had been arrested for being unlawful agents from a foreign government. This is all true, by That's the way. This isn't, this isn't a movie. Um, so what, what did his parents actually do? Or are you getting to that? Well, that was it. So they, they heard on the radio 10 days later. Who did? The kids? The kids. Well, they heard on the radio a few days later that 10 Russian spies had been rounded up across the U.S. by uh, FBI. So these were Canadians that were originally from Russia 
that moved from Canada into the states. No, they were Russians. They were Russians who would who would um, basically. Were uh, they from Canada though? No, they moved to Canada and then they'd come down to the U.S. from Canada. That's what I just said. <laughs> no, you said they were Canadians. You can be Russian and a Canadian. No, but they weren't. No, but they, what I'm saying is they weren't origin. They were new Canadians, and then they moved to. So they were originally Russians yeah. who lived in Canada and, and then, then they moved were, to the states. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and and this the 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 FBI operation to catch them was called Operation Ghost Stories, which is a good name. That is a good. Did name. Did you do that one? Was that you? No, I like that though. That's that's good. I like that. Why is that called that? Is there ghosts involved in this? Um, we should do a paranormal <laughs> podcast. I think that'd be fun. I've already. I've done a paranormal podcast for like five years before. That means it, it'll work. Yeah. So I, I was open to the possibility of ghosts until I spent loads of time in haunted buildings and saw nothing. And now I just think you die and that's it. <laughs> the end. That's the, the end, end of that new podcast. Anyway. Like. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so they found out that Donald Heathfield and Tracy Foley, which was their parents' names... Uh, were actually Canadians who died long ago. Hold on, say this again. Who said? Okay, they, they, start they, over. So, I was thinking about ghosts. So Tim, <laughs> Tim, and his brother Alex, Axel, Axel. They thought their their parents, their parents were called Donald Heathfield and Tracy Foley, but they found out that, that those two those two names belonged to Canadians who died long ago, and they'd had their uh, their identity stolen and adopted um, their names for themselves and their identities. It's actually, yeah, um, at least back in the 90s, uh, you could, there was a book called the, what is it called? The Anarchist's Cookbook? Well, How to Steal Somebody's Identity. Someone was telling me about this, and in, apparently in that book, you can, it tells you how, like, you can, if you find a dead person, you can request the death certificate, and if you then you have the death certificate, you can... I forget how it went. Say it was an accident. You were actually alive. No, you could like if you got the death certificate, then there was a chain of events that if you went to the right people in the government, you could eventually get a birth certificate, and then like a like a, a new sin number, etc. Cetera, et cetera. you could basically claim to be them somehow. <clears throat> I've never done it. I sound sounded fun. Just want to say, don't <laughs> don't try and claim the identity of a dead person. I want to just give that advice. Is that, is that going to be today's call to action? Today's call to action. Don't steal the identity of a dead person. So the real names of his parents were um, Andre Bez, Bezrakov and Eleanor Valilo, Valiv, Vavilova. I love when you try to pronounce different language Andre names. Andre Bezrakov and Eleanor Vavilova. I mean, it's better. better than... Better than in French, I'll say that. Um, they were both born in the Soviet Union. pretty cool names. I know, but they were born in the Soviet Union. They had undergone training in the KGB. They were dispatched abroad as part of a Soviet program of deep cover eight secret agents known in Russia as the Illegals. And after a slow-burning career, after a slow-burning career build-up in ordinary North American background, um, they were active agents um, for the SVR, the foreign spy agency of um, the modern Russia, the successor of the KGB, along with eight other agents. Um, and they'd been betrayed by a Russian spy who defected to the Americans. That's the only reason they were discovered. Wow. Um, they'd grown up as ordinary Canadians. Um, uh, How so, long were they in Canada for? Um, well, for most, for a fair chunk of their childhood. So... Um, uh, these are the parents we're talking about. These are the kids. Oh, so, are the, kids. No, the, the parents had gone there and pretended. So Alex and um, Tim had grown up as ordinary Canadians. Um, 
uh, before they moved to America. So they were then, so essentially they were sent back to, to even though they, they'd grown up as Canadians, they were sent to Russia. Uh, they, they they then, their mother told them that it was a good way to escape the media circus. Um, so they boarded a plane to Moscow. They were unsure what to expect. Uh, they'd never met a Russian before. Uh, Alex said it was a really terrifying moment. You're sitting on a plane, you have a few hours to kill, you don't know what's coming. You just sit there and think and think. So they, they were, they were gr- greeted by a group of people who introduced themselves as colleagues of their parents. So like, hi, we're spies. <laughs> um, and they were told to trust them. Trust me. <laughs> um, which is always reassuring <laughs> and then they were taken away in a van um, and they showed us photos of their parents in their 20s in uniform with medals um, did they meet back up with their parents well uh, well, that was it I think I think they were in contact with their parents and everything here but they didn't believe that it was true they they thought until the Russian services showed them met their medals and photos of their parents in Russia oh, as young people they, they, it was finally like they that was the point where they finally believed were it. their parents put in jail or they were in America, obviously, but then they were sent over to... Where they were celebrated. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jesse, do you know what time it is? What time is it, Reese? Ad time. Yay! <laughs> no, that's back after these, uh, these important things. This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you? If people send you the same generic conversation starters, they message everyone else. Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ads. They were taken to an apartment and told to make themselves at home. And then they were t- shown around Moscow. They took them to museums and the ballet. And then an uncle and a cousin uh, came to visit. Uh, a grandmother also dropped by who spoke no English and they didn't speak any Russian. So they were like, oh, these are your family you've never met who are from Russia. Oh, wow. Uh, which is weird. Yeah. I mean, if you're, if you're 16 and 20, that's a lot to go through. Your body's already going through some deep changes. What's the uh, drinking age in Russia? Two. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to Google it. Google it. Googling. Reese is Googling things. Reese Googling things. Drinking age in Russia, 18. I don't know. That's pretty sensible. That's pretty good. Yeah. <sighs> um, so there's the first... So the, tw- so the 20-year-old has taken all this in with like a, a grain of salt and a, and a liter of vodka. <laughs> the, the, this, this whole... I mean, imagine you, you grew up in Canada. Hmm. And then you you come you then you move to America so you're pretty North American grow, and then you're told that your family are actually all in Russia and your parents were spies the whole time yeah that's fucked and then you have to go to Moscow and you're shown around Moscow by essentially you know um, spies while your parents might, are your parents where? in jail in Russia 
Oh, in the US, they sent the oh, kids over to Russia. And, and apparently Canada was a common place for illegals to go to build up their legend of being an ordinary Western citizen. So they'd come to Canada and they'd, they'd use Canada uh, as a great place to practice the accent. and the, the, Not the, only that, but it's kind of like, uh, you know, where are you from? Oh, we're from Canada. Exactly. You know, yeah, oh, yeah. they're a bit different up there. Right. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we are. <laughs> so they they and they had two they had two main functions as illegals um to aid in communication between the embassy embassy kgb officers and the u.s sources and to be sleeper cells for a potential special period a war between the u.s and the soviet union they could then spring into action um so tim and alex were given russian passports in december 2010 suddenly they became uh timofey and Alexander Vavilov. So they, their names were changed on their passports to be more Russian. Wow. Um, Please tell me these guys became spies themselves. No, well, this is what we're getting to is their story. So um, they were given, they couldn't even pronounce it. So when they, the they said when they the couldn't pronounce were... their own names. <laughs> Hold on, I want to go back to the parents. When the parents were um, were sent back to Russia, were they like just released? Like you're, you're free to go, you're not in prison anymore. What were they arrested for? Spying. 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 So when they went back to Russia, they wouldn't be put in jail in Russia. No, no. They no. would have just been treated like heroes. Right. That's what I, that's what I wanted yeah. to know. Yeah. Okay. Tim said he had an identity crisis, um, and he managed to... He was given a new name. Yeah. Exactly. Why couldn't he just keep his it's a name? definition of an identity crisis. Right. Like, just keep your name. Um, he managed to transfer no, to... Real, a, hold on. Really? Why Why are they changing these kids' Because they gave names? him passports. Because they were like, you're Russians now. You've always been Russians. What? Stop being Canadian. So, slash American. Slash American. But that doesn't... Yeah. I just... No. I'm keeping my name. <laughs> so so uh, Tim managed to transfer to a Russian university to complete his degree because um, he was in university at the time. So he managed to carry on and do his degree while he was there. And then Alex, his brother, was, wasn't as lucky. He finished high school at a British international school in Moscow but didn't want to stay in Russia. And he applied for university in Canada but was told he would first have to apply for a new birth certificate and then a citizenship certificate, and they could only renew his... That's the only way they could renew his Canadian passport. Um, and he applied for a student, four-year student visa to the University of Toronto with his Russian passport, even though he thought he was Canadian because he was born in Canada. So wouldn't he have a SIN number and a birth certificate? No, because his parents like... were spies in an improbable spy scheme called the Illegals, where they assumed the identities of dead people and... Yeah, but and built a he, lie over decades. He wasn't though. He was born in Canada. I know, so but but this is like a, be, you this has never happened before. This is a gray area. Yeah, but you'd think that'd be really, really easy to prove. Like you're not allowed in Canada because your parents are different. Like, yeah, that's my okay. We'll talk about my parents in a second. How about me? Where was I born? I can prove that pretty easily if you just go through your records. Like on like that's that's really weird that he had to come in as a foreign student when he is a Canadian. Like that's. Yeah, and easily proven. Like that's that's a phone call. No, <laughs> yeah, well, that's well, weird, man. This is what happened. So he got the visa to study, and um, just before he I'm, planned to yeah. leave to leave for Canada from Moscow to go to university in Toronto, mm -hmm. four days before he received a phone call from the Canadian embassy in Moscow saying he needed to come for an interview. And um, the meeting was really hostile. They questioned him about his life and his parents, and they actually took the visa away from him right in front of him in that meeting. He lost his place in university, and then he was rejected for French and British visas. Um, and he was... 
accepted twice to the London School of Economics, but couldn't get a visa twice. And that's a really good school. That's not a, an easy school to get into. Wow. Um, and he eventually... So they thought he was a spy now too? Uh, Is that what the point of the no, no, aggressive, no, no. aggressive no, no. So, interview was? Um, it was just some pricks uh, taking their aggression so, out. No, no. So eventually he was able to get a visa to study um, in, a, in, a, in different part, in parts of Europe, but... He traveled mainly in Asia where he could visit kind of visa-free with a Russian passport. But the brothers, basically because of all this, they were like, we want to be, we want our Canadian citizenship. We yeah, want no. to, we, we're Canadians. We want our citizenship. Right. So, um, so they, they, they started a battle. Uh, they said the battle wasn't about logistics. Um, they said that they they didn't feel, they, they don't feel Russian. They feel Canadian. Especially after the way Russia treated them. <laughs> Take them to the ballet. Fuckers. Um, <laughs> um, so he, so he, uh, Alex said, I feel like I've been stripped of my own identity for, for something I had nothing to do with. Tim said, I lived for 20 years believing I was a Canadian. I still believe I'm a Canadian. Nothing can change that. I do not have any attachment to Russia. I do not speak the language. I do not know many friends there. I have not lived there for any extended period of time. So hold on. And I he, do not want to live there. So when when he was being hostily interviewed by Russian um I forget who you said uh, interviewed him, but like, was it all in Russian? Was it just angry people screaming at him in a language he didn't understand? Because that'd be kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, when he had the interview in the embassy. Yeah. No, the em- it was the Canadian embassy. Oh, it was the Canadian. Oh, oh so it was the, the Canadians the, were the Canadian embassy. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh. So the Canadian. Well, and he wanted to move back to Canada? Oh, yeah, he was like, hi, I'm Canadian. My parents were spies, but I, I obviously wasn't because. And then um, they just got the like, Canadians yeah. fucked with. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, that's not. I'm not okay with that. No. That's. Oh, fuck you, Canada. So. Anyone know better. You should know better. Ta. So anyone born in Canada is eligible for Canadian citizenship, with one exception, those who are born to employees of foreign governments. Because their parents were spies, they weren't allowed. So the brother's Toronto-based lawyer argued that it's ridiculous to apply the provision to their case. The whole point of the law is to prevent those who don't have the responsibilities of citizenship from enjoying its privileges. Basically just saying... That um, you can't you can't apply this rule to this situation, right? This is because yeah. this they they know they they weren't knowingly the children of employees. They didn't. Nobody knew they were employees of another government, right? Um, so this will this will be this will be interesting to hear the outcome of this because from what I've been told, a bunch uh, the, the difference between American uh, court systems and Canadian court systems is, um, and again, you know, yeah, this is. This is hearsay, uh, but American court systems follow the letter of the law, no matter what. The letter of the law is followed. Where in Canada, this follow... law is brought to you by the letter A. <laughs> in Canada, we follow the spirit of the law. Yeah, right. So, like in that instance, yeah, you could follow the letter of the law, and these guys would be denied. But the lawyer is trying to argue the spirit of the law. Like, yeah, that's not the intention yeah, that yeah, it was yeah. going for. So, what was the outcome? December twenty nineteen. Dun dun. Uh, I was trying to do the Law and Order <laughs> sound from my mouth, so but that just did not work at the all. Canadian, <laughs> the Canadian Supreme Court ruled the judges. Uh, the judges decided that Mr. Vavilov was a Canadian citizen. Yay! Um, and they upheld in an earlier federal court ruling. Um, which brother? Which brother was this? Mm-hmm. Uh, this was, I think, both of them. Both of them were trying to get this citizenship. So the decision to strip Vavilov of citizenship was unreasonable. Um, uh, the government appeal. The government appealed the decision. 
It's like, well, thanks, government. That's awesome. After 10 years of fighting for my my most basic rights. 10 years? I can take a moment. Yeah, because this all kicked off in 2010. So oh he didn't gosh. get a citizenship till he was like 30. Wow. And his brother was like 26. So after 10 long years of fighting my most basic rights, I can take a moment's rest. I feel vindicated that the courts ultimately supported my own beliefs regarding my citizenship, Alex told the uh, the Guardian by telephone, which is a newspaper in the UK. Um, and he, I feel like I've been stripped of my own identity for something I had nothing to do with. It's been many, it's been many difficult years, and I'm sure I'll still have many challenges to face. But I can finally, once again, indisputably and confidently call myself a Canadian. I hope this can be another step in my goal to regain a normal life where I'm no longer harassed in the name of political differences. So, um, that's a nice ending to that story. Yeah. So they became Canadian. The brothers became Canadian. And if if you're a secret spy. Um, and uh, you have children. Just you know, just just think about what you're doing. <laughs> Those poor boys. I'm not a Welsh. I mean, I'm not a Welsh spy. I just want to say this. To be fair, they've got one hell of a story. I mean, I, I think they should sell the rights to a, to Hollywood. They should the, and a book. Oh my God, yes. Right. But, they, um, they should be writing this book right now. I mean, maybe they got paid by the TV show The Americans, which is a really good TV show. I should go watch it. Is it on Netflix? It's really good. I, the lead actor. Where can is, I watch uh, it? The lead actor, uh, Matthew Reese, is Welsh. Where can I see it? It's on Amazon Prime, I think. Oh, is it? I'll check it out. It's on Optimus Prime. (laughs) That's another good streaming service. Just nonstop Uh, Transformers. Nonstop Transformers. 24 hours a day, yeah. Optimus Prime Plus. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so, so yeah. Uh, What do you think of that story? That was great. Yeah, yeah. These these are getting... You're getting me some juicy stories here, Reese. I gotta say, I'm appreciating it. Although, like, you're getting me when I'm really, really tired, but, like, I'm perking up. I'm like, what? This is like, yeah. I don't know. So many twists. So, so many right. turns. <laughs> um, I when it. will we stop when Jesse learns? It's my song. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, this that was the Illegals program. Um, oh, only one more episode tomorrow, and then you have to wait for our beautiful voices once a week, as normal. Right. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this uh, this 10 days. Oh, it's been nine. So we get one more. Yeah, yeah. Excited. One I'm more e- day. So, um, and then we can sleep. We can sleep. <laughs> So uh, you you have today's call to action is stop spying and uh, assuming the den- identities of dead people. If you're a spy and your kids don't know, maybe have a chat with them. Just tell them. Tell them. It's Just okay. say, hey, listen, if the FBI ever break the door down and come and arrest us and take us all away separately in big black cars, it's because uh, I'm I'm a spy. I'm I'm you know. I should, I should, maybe I should just tell my kids that anyway. Just say, Daddy's a secret spy for the Welsh like, government. Like, honestly, who's going to believe your kids, right? Like, oh, exactly. They do. My dad's a spy. No, he's... Right? No, he's not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've seen him. It's right. I've seen, him, I've seen him when he picks you up. He's not a spy. It's funny because, like, yeah, no, like, honest to God, if you're if you're a kid and you're bragging that your parents are spies, seriously, no one's gonna, like when I was when no. I was a kid, I was in elementary school and I was I was talking about how you know both my parents were comedians, which I've talked about on the show, and like my my actually I don't know if I I must have mentioned this that my. Um, uh, my great uncle was the premier of Nova Scotia. You did say, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, I was saying stuff like this to my teachers, and then during a parent-teacher meeting, they brought my my parents over and they're like, "Look, um, Jesse's been telling some pretty big lies. He says that his father is General John Cavatrail, and that his great uncle is the premier." And they're like, um, "Yeah, no, that's all." It's all true. And the, the teacher's like, what? Well, that's the point. It's like, nobody fucking believed me. I'm a kid. No, <laughs> right? exactly. So if Why? you're a spy, just fucking tell your kids, man. Whereas it, when I was in school, <laughs> you, you just, especially when I went to like um, comprehensive school, which would be like junior high to high school, um, 
then uh, you just kept your head down. If you, if you, if you just said something outlandish like, my parents are spies. Yeah. Um, you just get punched in the face. So, I mean, that'll teach the kids yeah, right yeah. there. And, and yeah. you look at the teacher and go, look what they did. And the teacher would go, that's what you get for saying something stupid. Yeah, don't don't you, say your, your parents are spies. Lesson over. <laughs> you get an A. <laughs> an A in... An A in life. An A. <laughs> I'm getting punched in the yeah. face. So, cool. Well, anyway, don't punch people in, in the that's face. That's a class that I'd like to fail. Life. Get, no, getting punched in the face. Yeah. Welcome to getting punched in a face class. Yeah, but if you fail it, you might have to redo it again. Well, it just means I won't get punched in the face. No, you have to redo it. Well, if I get punched in the face, then I'll get a good mark. But mm -hmm. if I don't get manage to get punched in the face, then I'll fail the class. But then I have to redo it over and over I'm again. I'm confused by this yeah. uh, imag imaginary <laughs> subject. <laughs> so if I pass the punch in the fa face class, that means I've gotten punched square oh, in the no, face. Oh, no, I interpret it as you pass the... Punch of the face class. If you can take a punch to the face, if you pass out, then you fail. Oh, you will get punched in the face. You would regardless. How you take that how you punch. Take that punch. Yeah. Oh, I see. Okay, that yeah. makes just, much more just sense. Unless, unless you did a, you know, you like did a backflip to avoid it, and they were just so impressed. I would. Yeah, they were like, you, no one can punch you. <laughs> Jean Claude Van Damme. You get a plus. Yeah. What's your name? No, my my dad's Jean Claude Van Damme. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I believe in me backflip to avoid a punch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt Now imagine them getting even softer over time that's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com Hey, dear listener, do you enjoy listening to us ramble incoherently about Canadian politics and history? Boy, do we have a special fucking treat for you. We've got our first ever official live show at a bar. It's at Two Crows Brewing on uh, Brunswick Street in Halifax on Sunday, May the 26th at 8 p.m. And uh, if you go to CanadianPoliticsIsBoring.com, if you look at the banner at the top, it will take you to the tickets so that you can uh, book a ticket and come and spend some quality time. It is going to be a very intimate affair. 
there are like only about 50 tickets available. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to drink a lot. We're going to quiz. Reese is going to quiz me at the end, but he's also going to quiz the audience and see if they know more than I do. And any alcohol you buy, Reese and I, we promise to drink it no matter how much it is. If you want to hold our hair while we barf in the plants outside of the bar, we'll do that for you. So go to CanadianPoliticsIsBoring.com, click the banner at the top, and on Sunday, May the 26th at Two Crows Brewing on Brunswick Street, we will see you there. 